Hello Beavers, this is episode 15 of Recognizing RHS. This week we have a jam-packed weekly rundown. As well as our student and staff shout out. Then to wrap it up, we have an interview with Riverside graduate and founder of the Backpack Fund, Matt Parsons. And finally, a student interview with Ali Senadak. So let's get started. All right, to start us off, we have the student shout out. This week's shout out goes to Brandon Peroff. Brandon is a junior who participated in a roundtable discussion last Wednesday with Lieutenant Governor John Husted, the director of Innovate Ohio, several business owners, and the community leaders from Cornerstone IT. They discussed technology internships. Lieutenant Governor John Husted has traveled and made several stops in Northeast Ohio, stopping at technical and vocational education institutes to address the ongoing hiring issues for businesses. Brandon is currently a student at Auburn Career Center. It is always great to watch students making their voices be heard by people who have a major influence on, on education and the workforce. Congratulations, Brandon. Moving on to our staff shout-out. This week's shout-out goes to... Mr. Boers. Mr. Boers is the head coach of the football team and the high school athletic director. He has continued to show his support for all of the sports teams of Riverside, even during the pandemic. Even when things were getting rough this past fall, Mr. Boris kept searching for and enforcing the safety protocols for our school so our students could continue to play sports. All of his hard work that he put into allowing the sports programs here at Riverside to stay open paid off and heavily impacted the lives of many seniors. Not only that, but he's been working extremely hard these past few weeks as sports wrap up for the school year. Softball, baseball, and lacrosse have had their playoff games, and as Riverside hosts the district track meet for the first time ever. We appreciate all of his hard work that he's put into strengthening the athletic programs here at Riverside. This week was one of the best weeks Riverside has had all year, so let's get started with the weekly rundown. To start us off, we have the girls lacrosse who won the first ever playoff game in school history. The girls won with the final score of 12 to 10. Congratulations to Olivia Usach for reaching 100 goals scored in only two seasons. The girls moved on in the Ohio State Tournament and finished their season this past week at Maslin Jackson. The girls had a great season and showed how hard they worked every time they stepped onto the field. Great job, ladies. Congrats on making history. Next up, we have boys lacrosse, who also won their first ever playoff game this past week. They beat Lake with a final score of 13-8. to The boys played great as a team with five different guys scoring. The boys keep going with a game against Hudson. Good luck and congratulations on the first ever playoff win. Next up is boys and girls track. Conference happened last Thursday and the teams did great. The girls placed third, just missing second by three points. The boys won the meet and took home the conference champion title. Some team leaders include Mason Stevens and Natasha Zahersky, who both won high jump. Mason even set the meet record, jumping six feet and five inches. Ethan Putney and Lauren Shamba both took home the WRC champion title for pole vault. Bryce Weber ran down a group of Kenston boys, taking home the 1600 meter win. Natasha Zahersky also won the 100 and 300 meter hurdles. Adding on, the district meet started this past week. Day one took place last Wednesday. For the Wednesday meet, we had so many people move on. First up, we have Ethan Putney, who took first place in pole vault with a mark of 12-6. Jameer Francis moves on with a long jump of 21-8. The boys' 4x8 team moves on to regionals. Congratulations to Elliot Putney, Bryce Weber, Ian White, and Zeb Zuber. And Natasha Zahersky moves on with a high jump of 5 feet. Congratulations to all the people who competed in districts and also to those who moved on. We will give you more details next episode about day two. Moving on, we have the girls' softball team. They keep their hopes of a shared conference title alive with a win against Madison on Tuesday. Emma Kowalczyk led the team's great night with 3-for-3 three at the plate and two runs scored in the RBI as well. They won Tuesday's game with a final score of 9-2. Good luck with the last game of the season, girls. To wrap up the sports, we have baseball. The boys finished their season against Glen Oak this past week. The boys finished above .50 with this season and a final record of 14-12. 
They kept improving throughout the whole year and worked so hard for everything they got. Great season, guys, and good luck in the offseason. Finishing up, we want to congratulate seniors Kevin Langer, Julia Mackey, and Nick Tukovic on putting together the senior day. This gave the seniors one final day to spend all together, playing games and having fun. This was such a great way to finish off a great year for the seniors. Thank you, Kevin, Julia, and Nick for such a great day. All right, for today's staff interview, we are inviting Riverside graduate and Backpack Fund President Matt Parsons on. Thanks for joining us, Matt. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right, so when did you graduate from Riverside? I graduated from Riverside in 2018. I'm only 21 years old right now, so I'm not too far removed. And what were you involved with when you were at Riverside? The biggest thing that I was involved with was woodshop. I was excited to see that you had uh, Mr. Bickowitz on your last <laughs> episode, but yeah, I was really big in Woodshop. They like actually made like a Woodshop three and four, like just for me, so I could like keep <laughs> taking the class. That's great. And where are you now for college? I'm currently at the Ohio State University, and I'm studying uh, engineering. Awesome. And then for the listeners who don't know, what is the Backpack Fund? The Backpack Fund is a local charity that I created with a few other Riverside alumni. And our goal is to ensure that all students and kids in Lake County have access to the school supplies and scholarships that they need to pursue their dreams. And could you tell us what your role is in the Backpack Fund? At the Backpack Fund, I am the president. And then with that role, I just kind of oversee the whole organization and, and just most importantly, like keep things moving in the right direction and come up with ideas. I'm the pesky person that's always texting everybody about like <laughs> meetings and getting stuff done. But uh, we have a good team that, that with people that are all great at their individual things. And then I just orchestrated and keep everything moving in the right direction. And what inspired you all to start this? So this project was my idea. And one of the things that motivated me is I'm a big uh, basketball, especially Celtics fan. I actually wore a Celtics shirt every single day of seventh grade. That was like <laughs> my thing when I was in school. Like everyone like knew me for this. But uh, one of my favorite players is Isaiah Thomas. And every year, the city that he's in, he does a uh, school supply drive. And then I was sitting there and I was like, like this is something that like I could pull off as well with my friends if we all pulled together and, and did this then also just like during the coronavirus pandemic it's just like i we didn't have a lot going on and it was just like a time of need for a lot of people so that was another thing that really motivated us like hey this is like a great time to like try and like do something like this yeah that's a great like origin story that's kind of funny like the celtics and stuff but what's been your favorite part about being the president of this organization um i've had like a great time like just spending time with my team. I think that's one of the highlights for me. I'm pretty like work motivated person. Like have like a lot of different like projects going on, a lot of different like involvement. And with that, I always like don't take the time to like just like relax or anything. And and I've I've enjoyed it because like like I said, we have like a lot of meetings and, and like work and stuff. But we do a lot of it like together as a team. So just like being together with like my friends and stuff from high school and, and like continuing those relationships in the in the college and stuff it's like a, always like a good time when we like get together to, to yeah work on i the think project. yeah for sure like working with a team that you're really close with is really fun because that's how it is for us too it's more fun that way 
What were some challenges that you faced and you didn't really anticipate? I would say um, some of the challenges we faced, it all happened so quickly. So that's like another funny thing of the backpack fund is that like within like a four week window, we went from like not existing at all to distributing over like 500 backpacks and school supplies, which mm -hmm. I would not like recommend trying to do that in, <laughs> in such like a short amount of time. But um, yeah, that like first like four weeks, I would think overall was just like pretty like difficult. And of course there are like some little like hurdles along the way, but mm -hmm. I don't think we ever hit like a specific like roadblock. And if we did, we were pretty, pretty clear to like run through it and just keep it keep the project moving but yeah i think just like the timeline which uh was well, definitely a little rushed but <laughs> we uh we, we really said like hey like we want to make this happen like it's important to us and we just put in a bunch of time for those like three or four weeks and <laughs> it was it was a lot but it paid off and what was the most rewarding part of what you do um i think like hearing and and seeing from the people that we were helping was amazing like just like the reactions of like the people in the community as they would come and like pick up supplies was like a huge thing. And then also seeing like the response from like other people that may not have necessarily been like receiving supplies themselves. Like a lot of teachers showed like an immense amount of support by like helping share the project, helping like connect students that needed the supplies with the project. And uh, I mentioned Mr. Finkelitz earlier, but he came out and uh, just, just to show support and like see how it was going and I was like see, seeing everyone's like overall re reaction and, and how, how well it was received was really like special for me. Yeah and so who are some of the other members of the Backpack Fund? Yeah so um, Caleb Velko who was the valedictorian of my class he doesn't like that, like stupid things like that like little awards <laughs> but I'll plug it for him he's <laughs> He does a lot of great work for us. He does a lot of our like writing and that kind of stuff. And then um, Charlie Ringler, who is the brother of Emily Ringler, who our Memorial Scholarship is for. He does a lot of our like computer work and he's been a long time friend of mine. Um, Noah Levy works on our social media. And then we recently have added Sydney Mackey and Jenny Krasolovic to our team to help with the fundraising. But we also have some other just like volunteers in the community and like all the whole staff is also essentially volunteers. But yeah, we have a lot of people like Nick Fitzgerald that just kind of informally work with us and, and help us out. So it's really a community effort. That's awesome. So moving on, what's your plan for the future of the Backpack Fund? Yeah, we are, we'll be awarding the second ever um, Emily Ringler Memorial Scholarship at commencement. And that will be exciting. We've already had some great great responses and and now that we've had more than three weeks to collect get like submissions um compared to last year it's like it's like a lot lot more great responses and just like excited to to review them and make that tough decision and we will um be doing our second supplier drop on august 14th and we'll be planning to get like the school bus again and just go around to few different locations like we did last year and distribute the supplies to everyone that needs them. And is there anything our listeners could do to help support you guys? Yeah, um, I think like one of like 
the super underrated things is like just sharing the project. Like I know we have like a lot of audience that are like um, students and stuff. So like you might not be in a position to make like like a large donation and even like a small donation would help. Um, but just sharing the project with your parents, um, like other community members, you know, and then even even people like other kids in the community that you think like might benefit from some of the things we provide. Like, oh, did you hear about the scholarship? I think you'd be like great if you applied to it or, or another student that you might know that like, hey, like, do you know there's this thing you can do to go and get school supplies? I think sharing the project is huge. And then in regards to donations, um, once we like pulled up everyone's like money, all the donations we got, we were able to get like a backpack and school supplies for like a little over $10. So like even like a small donation, like 10, $15, like that's enough to get backpack and school supplies for, for another person. Once we like pulled all of our resources together and were able to buy at like large, like volume and stuff. So like don't underestimate the, the impact that you'd be able to have as a student. And finally, what's the best piece of advice you have for the listeners? I think the best piece of advice I have for the listeners is to um, find someone that inspires you and, and really like pursue your dreams. I think that was something when I was a kid that like I didn't hear enough of. And I think that's like such like a valuable thing. Like I think people are capable so much more than they realize. And if they had the motivation and like belief in themselves and then also belief from others that's super important to pursue their pursue their dreams i think people can accomplish anything and, and i like to say about the backpack fund is like we're living proof of that like at the time we we're all just 20 year olds we're still essentially kids and uh yeah our dream was to, to do this project and get it all completed and help out a bunch of people and, and we put in the time and effort and made it happen so yeah like never never hesitate to uh pursue your dreams and just do whatever whatever you think is impossible that was awesome yeah thank you yeah thank you so much yeah of course super cool to be on here and i think this will help uh help out everyone because maybe more people will learn about backpack fun and then that in turn will just go back to helping out the community so yeah i think this is a great opportunity of course thank you all right, so next up, we're going to move on to our interviews. For this week's student interview, we have junior Allie Senedek. Thanks for joining us, Allie. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. To start us off, can you list all the things you're involved in here at Riverside? Uh, sure. I'm in theater, academic, NHS, mock trial, and Envirothon. So out of all the things that you had the opportunity to participate in this year, which one did you think was the most fun experience and why? Um, I definitely think that probably theater was pretty fun this year. It was it was different, and I kind of liked the challenge of it, of trying to figure out how to do something that hasn't really been done before, especially in a high school setting. Yeah, um, sure. It was adapting. It was fun. <laughs> the musical this year was so different from all the other ones that I've ever... You know, like, they all stayed in their spots. It was crazy to watch. Yeah, and it was the same for the play. Like, it was... It's very different from what we've done before, but I think that the cast really embraced it, and yeah. uh, we, we kind of embraced it, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then for theater, what's your role? Uh, so I'm the stage manager. Um, it's the highest you can get as a student in technical theater. Um, so the stage manager's job in traditional uh, like Broadway shows would be uh, to keep the integrity of a show. So a director would only be there for the first couple weeks of production, and then essentially 
they would go away and the show might tour for several years. And the expectation is that the stage manager keeps it intact the way the director wants. Mm -hmm. So if the director sees the show on day one and sees it on day 600, it should be the exact same show. Um, the stage manager's job here is to call lights and any other cues like sound. So um, it was kind of just like going through a script and having to call anything that goes on on the stage. <laughs> um, so it's extremely stressful and um, you're prone to messing up. <laughs> And you have to kind of think on the fly too because things you know the, the timing's never the same and yeah. uh things break and you have to be like okay let's continue this blackout or let's do this and uh it's kind of fun it's always different every show is different it's <laughs> <laughs> a responsibility yeah <laughs> did covid like change that role or at all or like make any more challenges um definitely just um like rehearsal time was probably shorter than i remember it being in previous years and um my expectation going into this role, I didn't have it last year. This, this is my first year doing it. And I thought that I was going to be able to shadow the two girls, uh, Savannah and McKenna. They were seniors last year. Uh, I thought I was going to be able to watch them and see what they were doing. And I kind of was just thrown into it. And then especially like, uh, usually stage managers get their first experience during the play, yeah. which is significantly easier. And um, I was thrown into the musical <laughs> for my first time. So that was that was a little scary. But uh, other than that, it was it was pretty, pretty standard. All right. So we haven't talked to anybody from the academic challenge team. So could you tell us a little bit about like what you guys do? Um, so academic decathlon and academic challenge are going to be merging next year. Uh, academic challenge is a little bit different. But in decathlon, we have 10 topics, including a speech and an interview. And you basically, they just give you a packet and give you some topics. Um, from what I understand, I think that next year's topic is water. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, so that should be interesting. Uh, I think I've done the 60s. I've done, um, I think it was like cancer <laughs> in, in sickness and health. Uh, and then this year, oh, this year was the cold, it was the cold war. Um, so you kind of get either a time period or some sort of topic and uh, you just learn a bunch of stuff about it and everyone presents and then we'll go and take tests. Um, it's it's really fun and you get to learn a lot of new stuff. Water is like quite a different approach. Yeah, cer <laughs> certainly <laughs> something uh, you can make an entire unit out of. So excited <laughs> to do water math. Uh, <laughs> and what does your typical season look like for that? Um, so we have regional states and national competitions. Um, it's all within the same couple of months uh, and for a large school district. So we, we're kind of paired off into different sizes um, based on how many people are competing. Cause it's not like a sport where there's, you know, you have a, an abundance of people who are going out and doing these. It's kind of like, you know, a lot of the kids who are in these programs are in like 10,000 other clubs too. Yeah. <laughs> so um, usually you get a weird amount, but we are in a large school district, which means that we, we do national, I mean, we do regionals, but we will always get to participate in states. Um, so it's really a touch and go on whether we're going to get to nationals, which is pretty fun. I've done it twice. Um, on It was online nationals and it was pretty cool. <laughs> so how did this past season go for you guys? Um, we were kind of uh, displaced just because uh, we had uh, Mrs. Salant come in as our new uh, advisor because um, Trevisano was online this year. Oh, yeah. um, so it was kind of her trying to figure out what was going on. And then uh, we had a lot of new people too because a lot of seniors left. Um, so we did not make it to nationals this year, but I think that we have a lot of new people who uh, will help us get to nationals next year. So there's better things to come for sure. Building that team back up. Oh yeah. <laughs> so nationals is that's like definitely a goal for next year. And then do you have any other goals for next year? 
Um, for academic decathlon, I just think that I want to leave it in better shape than than I kind of came into it because uh, when I first joined, it was kind of just a bunch of band kids um, who were just kind of doing doing it for fun, which is it's just great. You know, I think that it's definitely good that you're having fun doing something like that. But um, I think that really the kids that joined in my year and the years below me really like made it into something that we could take to nationals, you know, over and over again. And it was it's super cool. So I definitely think that uh, strengthening the club up before I leave and making sure that the people who are in it are people who are going to do really good things in the program. Yeah. All right, so changing it up, we heard you were recognized in a writing contest. Could you tell us a little bit about what you wrote? Um, so the writing contest was for Ursuline College, and uh, it was about uh, basically anything related to COVID or quarantine. Um, I haven't gotten to read any of the other, read any of the other submissions yet, but uh, I'm assuming they're going to be pretty interesting. I think it was either a poem, and then you could write some sort of essay that had to be about 500 words, and I was just kind of like, ah, I'll do it. And... Um, <laughs> I did it like <laughs> two days before <laughs> um, and I just kind of wrote about uh, what I think generally uh, a lot of people have experienced with COVID and I wrote about um, kind of this loss of normalcy that I think oh, like uh, almost everyone experienced where you know it's like even if you're not personally affected you know you you, you know someone or um, you yourself were displaced or you know like it it's affected everyone and everyone's kind of had to do something else which is different from what we normally see with like historical events i feel like we're so used to seeing you know this thing is happening a thousand miles away and right. it doesn't have anything to do with us but this was you know it was in our communities it was in our house yeah it's like very personal <laughs> yeah so I, I it was easy to write about uh for me and i think for a lot of other people and it was a really really cool competition yeah so how do you think your submission went um, well, when I first submitted it, I kind of was considering not submitting it. <laughs> it was the night before <laughs> it was due, and um, I was going to have to send an email to their uh, their literary advisor, too, at, like, midnight. Um, <laughs> but I did it. Um, I submitted it, and I, you know, thanked her and stuff, and I didn't really think anything of it. <laughs> I kind of just forgot for a little while, and then and then I got an email, and I was like, oh, I got in. <laughs> so it was it was pretty exciting. Yeah. All right. And then moving on a little bit, you're online, right? Yes, I've done online this year, although my classes are very weird because I'm in a lot of AP classes. So it's I'm kind of just in an in-person class, but I'm doing it from online. Mm -hmm. And what's your favorite part of being online? Um, I definitely think being able to, I know like a lot of teachers when they cut class short and kind of being able to just be in my space and yeah. kind of do what I need to do without feeling like, you know, or also like distractions too. Like I've noticed that, um, when I'm not, you know, with my friends and stuff, I kind of, I kind of do get more <laughs> stuff done, but it, it's sad, you know, being like by yourself. Yeah. yeah. And then what are some of the biggest challenges you think have come from this? Um, I'm sure that everyone knows this from being online, but the motivation to yeah. continue attending is sometimes a little pressing. Uh, also, just uh, like staying awake sometimes, you know, be, being in your own in your own space, it's like, you know, why why should I keep, you know, coming? But I definitely think it's gonna pay off later that the people who put in the effort will will see the results there. Yeah, for sure. Do you plan on coming back to the campus for your senior year? Uh, yes, for sure. I'm vaccinated now, so I've kind of been here uh, quite a few times, and I was here a lot after school. Um, I didn't really miss coming here. I was here pretty frequently. Um, just because that's your senior year, you know, yeah. and I, I, I want to experience it here. Mm -hmm. <laughs>
And then if you could give any of the underclassmen some advice, what would it be? Um, I think that, okay, <laughs> you, you can never get rid of your fear whenever you're going into something, but never not try something just because you're afraid you're going to fail at it. Um, always put the effort in and always do it, even if you think it might not go the way that you want it to, because saying that you did something will always be better than saying that you didn't. Wow. That's some good advice. advice. All right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I mean, it's no Mr. McDonald, but. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on today. We really appreciate it. Thanks. Good luck with everything you, in the future. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. You too. <laughs> that will be all for today's episode. We really appreciate all of our listeners. Also, congratulations to all of the people that we recognized in this episode. Keep up the great work. And sophomores, please remember to submit your auditions before Friday, May 28th at 11.59 p.m. We look forward to hearing from you. You can contact us at recognizingrhs at riversideschools.net or you can DM us at recognizingrhs on Instagram or Twitter. The school year is almost over and remember to finish strong and put in maximum effort. Have a great week, Beavers.